from Barita Pod Podcasts. Welcome to Dead Cinema Society, a roundtable film analysis concerned with the revitalization of cinema out from entertainment. My name is Chris. All right, 1984, we're going to punch a hole through cinema as far as comedy is concerned on Dead Cinema Society. Right now, director Rob Reiner brings us This is Spinal Tap, and this is the society's discussion. Turns all the way up to 11 on this one, yeah? Okay, so who wants to start us off for Spinal Tap? How about Paul? Paul, you up for it? I, I will take the lead. Okay, yeah. Paul, you're going to take the lead on Spinal Tap. So let me. So I, I don't. I won't get too long-winded here. We'll save it for our full-blown discussion. But I will tell you, I saw this movie as I told uh, CC in 1984 at the Yorktown Cinema in Lombard, Illinois. And you saw I, it like when it was coming out. When it was coming out. And it was in very limited release. And as I've shared with listeners and viewers on this uh, show, you, that was like a big thing to get like an art house movie, bear with me, out to the suburbs. So it was there and I had to see it. And a buddy of mine tagged along. There were seven of us in the theater. Wow. There were three people in the, kind of in the front row. Two, over, Actually, let's see, three, two. We were two, and then somebody behind us. I think that's eight, if I count right. Yeah, eight people. What were their names? <laughs> I, I, I felt like introducing myself to everybody. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I was the only one laughing. Really? Yeah. Oh, in the movie. And my buddy looked at me like I was from another planet. Like, what is so funny about this movie? And it was like tears of joy were coming out of my eyes. It was uh, such an amazing experience because... What I had read about the movie, and then what I saw in the movie, it exceeded what I had read in the newspaper, kind of leading up to that moment. So it was a, it was amazing. Of course, now watching it in a second, you know, this is probably the fourth time I've watched it. Uh, obviously, the the people behind it have given us other mockumentaries that definitely hold water and um, maybe are a little sharper, crisper than this is Spinal Tap, but. This still has a place in my heart. Will always have a place in my heart. Um, the songs, uh, the musicianship of all three players. I guess we're revealing scores, right? Is that what we're? Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's what we're doing. Per- perfect. Okay, so let me let me not me. Uh... Oh, you can just say it because we're. Oh, gonna, great. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah. It. So, Spinal Tap for me is a very good film. Uh, does it age well? Not entirely, but it for me, it's a solid eight point four. Wow! An eight point four. So good. So good. I will pass it to Aaron. All right. This is Spinal Tap. Aaron Mann. Um, This is my second time seeing this film. Okay. And I hardly remembered anything. So it was pretty much yeah Yeah. watching the the whole movie for the first time. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was a good comedy, um, mockumentary, and, um, you know, it, it felt, see, this is where this show, it's like very difficult. It's like, where are we drawing the line of cinema and entertainment? And I kept coming back to like, this just feels more like entertainment to me, mm, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't find the cinematic elements, although they were golden elements and very funny 
it, I, I just couldn't justify the cinema in it. So mm. with all that said, Aaron will be giving this film a 7.8. 7.8. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Who Fair. Passing to? Fair. Chris. <laughs> I was curious that you brought that up, but I was struggling that the entire time. I was like, this is a good movie. I like this movie. It's funny. It's it's an entertaining movie. Does it stack up to Seventh Seal or The Master or anything else? No, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think it's very quotable, and I think it's very, like, it's a movie you should see. It's yeah. a movie that you, you have to have in your brain. Do I think it ranks among the movies that we've put in our like high holies of like, you know, these are the movies you must see? No. Mm-hmm. And I'll save the rest for the discussion, but I'm going to give this a 7.0. Ooh, wow. 7.0 for nice. Chris. Okay. Who are you passing it to? You're pat- well, I, I'm <laughs> you, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I, um, I kind of explained this in a little bit in, in our Legend of the 1900 talk which we've already filmed, which is coming later in the don't, show. Don't, don't, don't give it away. It away. <laughs> but, but I'm going to basically repeat myself. So it's I have reverse to day. Um, but uh, this film was brought to my attention by Jonathan um, Rumi, who's the lead character. He plays Jesus Christ on the show Chosen, which is um, which is the show that I'm on. Um, and so I was a bit mocked uh, for not being familiar with it. And, you were um, mocked about a mockumentary? mockumentary yeah, pun intended. Oh. Um and so I'm happy that I got to to finally watch it. Um, I want to do this because this is going to be fun. Um, what do you guys think I ranked it? Let's start with Aaron. Um, I think he gave it, yeah, probably like a 7.2. Okay. I've seen your phone and you have the uh, writing so down, so I'm not going to. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I, would have, I would have put you at like a 5. Okay. Wow. That's really low. I would have thought you hated it. I think the uh, amazing eminence that comes from Zoo is now starting to <laughs> affect you. I think you've softened a bit. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's a great argument that both Aaron and Chris make um, about whether this is cinema or entertainment. I don't disagree with that. But I think that part of you, Yoshi, didn't, you considered it and then you let that go. And uh, I bet you gave it an eight. Very good guesses, guys. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 notably critical, especially especially about comedies. <laughs> like comedies for me, mm-hmm. I'm very critical. Um, I think the only real comedies that it's been a part of this show that I've really enjoyed and given high rankings are The Gods Must Be Crazy, being John Malkovich, which is like half comedy, yeah. and The Court Jester. And Charlie Chaplin, kind of comedy. Well, Chaplins are kind of. Tra- Tra- tragic as well, though. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, but I will say fun. your deconstruction of the gods must be crazy. That's an all timer. Go, go check fo- it out on YouTube, guys. Yes. Gods must be crazy. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, some of the things you say, Paul, um, might have some merit to them. Maybe I am softening up a little bit around the edges. Um, I can see he's doing it right now. <laughs> Soft. It's good. No, it's good. But here's the thing. This whole, be- this whole movie was improvised. Right. I disagree. No, nope. there, there I disagree. saw an interview. I saw an interview. Okay. The, the whole cast, the three of them and Rob Reiner were sitting down as old men, as they are now, and they were talking about it. And Rob Reiner said, this whole thing was improvised. We came up with a history for these characters, uh-huh. and we studied that history relentlessly. So we know what the truth is, what reality we're all living in, uh-huh. and then we just let it rip. 
And when I found that out, I was like, holy shit. How many times have we watched movies on the show where something's punching a hole through cinema? This one punched the hole for comedy. The comedy hole. Right up the hole it punched. And up until this point, there had never been a film that was completely improvised like this. The Office, obviously, wouldn't exist without this. Um, there's plenty of examples of things that wouldn't exist without this. Or at least they were the first to do it. And for their courage, for their accomplishment, and this isn't something I usually do, Paul. You know, I never say... I know. That's why I'm, I feel like I'm on uh, I the never, island all alone I here. never give a film a good ranking based off of merits or, or accomplishments. Okay. But this film was good. This was a funny film. I liked it, and I gave it an 8.4, just like wow, you, Paul. Wow, yeah, wow, wow. 8.4. Wow. Yeah. So we're, yeah. I have the ranking. You do? High sevens? 7.9. Hey. 7.9 for this, that, this final tap. You want to know a fun fact? Yeah. I am IMDb's rating of this is Spinal Tap is a seven point nine. We're on the pulse, right about there. We're on the pulse. On the pulse. That's that is a hundred. That takes wow. In, that's uh, weird. That takes into account a hundred and twenty nine thousand reviews. Are oh, we is IMDb now? Yeah. Huh. Let's take over. IMDb, yeah. move aside. Sponsorship. Let's go. That's so weird. How many people? Hundred and twenty nine thousand and change. And there's four of us, and we got the exact same ranking. Yes. Hmm. Law of I guess averages. that's what it really is. Law of averages. <laughs> so this yeah. is why that is certainly a seven nine. Um, okay, so um, I think we covered it. Okay. <laughs> we did. Great job. <laughs> Yoshi, I can start this off. Yeah, please want. do, Chris. Uh, Take us somewhere. Man, I. I love this movie for the quotability. I think I think that is it. It lacks, and maybe this is because it was improvised. It, it, it lacks any sort of like relatable relatable story. Like, who who is the uh, the, the voice of reason in, in this? Like Rob Reiner's character is it? Harry Shearer's bassist character. Like, there is no voice of reason. All of these people are characters. Harry Shearer's character is the one with the huge handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I, I just I don't I don't get it. And like, this is a thing that I've had for many many years. Ironically, with a lot of Christopher Guest films, mm-hmm. the, the actor who plays Nigel also found out that he played uh, the six fingered man Count Rugen in Princess Bride. That mm-hmm. guy is the guy who goes. This goes to eleven. Mm-hmm. That's the same dude. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I don't know the reference, but well uh, so like like best in show. Uh, a lot of these like irreverent, like very dry Canadian comedies have a lot of these actors in it, and a lot of them are directed by Christopher Guest, uh, the the guy who leaves in the movie, the guitarist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like I didn't get it. I, I laughed at all of the like you know pivotal scenes, but the hardest that I laughed was an improvised moment by Billy Crystal in the beginning. That's the hardest you laugh? That is the hardest I laugh because it is the perfect joke. Mm. There is a party, a very swanky party that they're at, and the servers are all dressed like mimes. And a very young Dana Carvey comes out as a mime, and then Billy Crystal comes out, and I'm getting Paul right now, we're mentioning the scene. And he's like hyping up the mimes, and he's like, you know, we got to do this, you know, the dinner rush is happening. And he goes, come on, and he's facing away from camera, and they barely pick it up, and he goes, mimes wasting. And I fucking lost it. Mimes wasting. Such a perfect joke that he just, like, came up with. Oh. Oh, wow. Mimes wasting. Like, they cut right after it. And I'm just like, 
Oh my god! Like, what? I paused the movie, I laughed my ass off, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm here for this movie. And then it never, it never beat that joke. Yeah, well, I hear, um, I've heard from people who are a big fan of the show. <laughs> so but Dana Carvey going, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's these small little things that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Mom's wasting. A lot of people talk about this movie as being something where every time you watch it, you find more jokes. Because yeah. there's, there's so many happening at mm-hmm. once, and it's like six people talking at once, and you might miss like one person's improv line in the background that's actually really funny as well. Um, but I mean, dude, like I'm, a, I'm, I have so much reverence for the art of improv. I mean, us three met through improv. That's we only right. know each other through improv. Upright Citizens Brigade, rest in peace. Yeah, which is weird to say, right? That's weird. They're gone. They're gone. No, they're they're still in so the virtual. The, I don't the know what stu- I'm talking the, about. The, the studio, the 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 one that we yeah, met at on Sunset is closed. The one in New York is closed, but the original is still open. Oh, so there's still one location open. Yep. Well, that's nice for now. <laughs> but um, I had just I love improv, um, and so I just imagine shooting this film was so fun. I mean, uh, the Black Album, even after the Black Album, it just literally can't be more black. <laughs> it's just as black as it can be. Wait, it was like, yeah, I think of all, the, all of the human suffering in the world, and I look at this, and it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the sandwich. You're just shark it's just one sandwich. After another, yeah. Well, the uh, I've got a problem. Like, what do I do with this? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. holding it. But like, it got old. Like right. that. That got old really quickly. Like, I don't disagree with you because I'm yeah. like, but when I heard that, you know, when I saw it, heard it for the first time, I was like, oh my god, I'm doubled in pain. Now the problem also is that like mm-hmm. the '70s marked a time when you had like I had this friend who was like, oh, you've got to see the last waltz, like you know that was Scorsese's documentary or rockumentary on yeah. the band, and then there was Led Zeppelin had their song remains the same, which I think you know, '70s, I mean, something like that. And then there was The Loud Family, which was on PBS. It was not a rockumentary, but it was that first glimpse of reality television uh. under, you know, sort of through the prism of a documentary. You're following this family. So, like, this was the closest I got to, like, that. Like, I thought, okay, oh, this is reality television. Oh, this is what it's like to be Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. Like, I never saw those movies. So, this was my entree to that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just. It's just too good and too devilish. They're just having too much time here, too much fun here. It's just, it's, it's a great, um, yeah, just eminently quotable. Um, just all the, the bit players, uh, Patrick McNee coming in as, as the, as the executive. It just, and Fran Drescher's amazing in this. She's great. Uh, she is so good. I like the manager. A lot. Zoo, oh, Zoo and I liked the manager. Yeah. Ian, the manager? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, well, just that's, great. That's his character name. I'll find out what is that, what, yeah. what the actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were kind of bummed that um, we felt like he exited the movie too early, right? Too prematurely. I thought yeah. we, he was a major player in, yeah. in the comedy. But um, he he was out like halfway through. God, and he just passed away. That's Did he? What's yeah. his name? Yeah, Tony Hendra. When did he pass? March 4th, 2021. What? Wow. Yeah. Whoa, so this like, month? Yeah. Yeah, couple, like, like two weeks couple ago. A couple weeks wow. ago. Wow. Rest in peace. Wow, that's strange. Yeah, we 79 years of age. watched yeah, the movie brought... and saw him. I, so that's my did first we time. kill him? Did we kill him? We did not kill him. I mean, okay, good. It, no. did us watching the movie kill him? 
Well, I mean, um, let's dedicate this episode to him then. What was yeah. his name again? Tony Hendra. Tony Rest Hendra. in peace, Tony Hendra. This yeah. Dead Cinema Society 19 is dedicated to you and your family. Mm-hmm. Well, Cheers to Tony. Yeah, cheers to that. To the days of the Iron Men and the Wooden Ships. Whatever that means. Oh. Um, that's sad. Yeah, um, how about the song about butts? Oh, big bottom, <laughs> big bottom. So that's that's Talking another thing that impressed bottom. me about the movie. My um, girl's got him. Which I forgot to say about 1900, so I'll say it here. Um, they were really playing the instruments, mm-hmm. and as a as a you know semi musician myself, when I see you know musician like act- actors pretending to play a guitar or a piano or something it takes you out of it pretty quickly oh, yeah. they were playing yeah. for real in all those scenes right. and that's why those scenes work because they're actually real musicians and so you could believe you can buy into them being a real band yeah absolutely and that that's uh the joy of this movie is you you do feel like you you get on tour um which is it's just such a fun experience um, the, it kind of reminds me of uh, Almost Famous, where you know you get you get a go on this whole tour, but they they Almost Famous did a whole another route to it, and I would argue that movie's better than this one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's like <laughs> yeah, that that movie just knocks it out of the park for this. But you know, this is what but it this is. is. This it's is a cult classic. It broke through yeah, a time, right? Nineteen yeah. eighties. I think um, I, again, I I never give merit to films for these reasons, but. Just nobody had done it before, right, Paul? Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. There wasn't anything like this. And, you know, for me, you know, I grew up with Rob Reiner. He was on a CBS television show called All in the Family. He was a fixture. He was a meathead. Uh, He was the foil for Archie Bunker. You didn't connect that. I didn't, I never connected Rob Reiner with Carl Reiner. And on top of that, you know, my innocence is that, oh, you mean actors can also direct? (laughs) he's a fantastic director he's a fantastic director and And he uh, plays uh, Leo's dad in Wolf of Wall Street that's right yes (laughs) yes that's right yeah ding 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 yeah yeah so it was just great to see him sort of step out and and direct this and and he did a lot of great work I mean uh, Mm -hmm. I think he went to I was either Dawkins or a Judas Priest concert and got a vibe and and you know obviously you can go to Wikipedia and see what bands have said about this a Spinal Tap, um, you know oh yeah that was that was our band that's what life was oh, like oh yeah and, I'm know. that stupid aren't I <laughs> that's exactly oh it. shit I'm a fucking dumbass well in a result of this movie Marshall made an amp that went to eleven yeah that's hilarious and wow. I guess I guess on IMDb this is ranked seven point nine out of eleven right. Am I oh, correct? Uh, Tell me if that's that, true. That would be hilarious. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's just that's so technically, it's a six point nine out of ten. Oh, well, that's, no, no, I don't really. I don't know math. I don't know math. I will say this wow. was not the be- like the perfect film. I mean, it, it could have been a lot funnier to yeah. to Chris's point, and it you know wasn't the most cinematically engaging film to Aaron's point. Um, so I can absolutely concede in there, and and if I was to critique it a little bit, I would say that they should have been looking at the cameras a lot. Yeah, they didn't look yeah. at the cameras once, and so halfway through the film, it kind of changes from being something that seems like a mockumentary to just a film. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget that it's a documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And if they had like made the cameras, even seen cameras, 
you know, we should be seeing cameramen and like people struggle to get shots and and like and actually go deeper into the world of making it look like a documentary. I think it would have been funnier, but you almost forget that it's a mockumentary halfway through. There's scenes towards the end that are super dramatic, mm -hmm. but it, it they start to seem like they're actors instead right. of like yeah. you know it, it kind of loses it. So I think Ricky Gervais like took the best parts of this and then added the you know looking at the cameras thing he he picked up on that as well or you could go in reverse and just make it a full film and make Dewey Cox Dewey Cox yeah Dewey I thought Cox. you were gonna bring that up because I mean arguably mm -hmm. a better film that like it just the Johnny goes Cash great for entertainment Dewey, has, Dewey what Dewey Cox Dewey Cox walk, is is well, walk hard a Dewey Cox story. it's it's like a I haven't seen this it's like a mockumentary of Johnny Cash mm, but it's not I, but it's, it's not, not it's not filmed in documentary style like it's filmed like as if it's this you know biopic about mm. a real person and it's John C Riley playing this like sort of Johnny Cash sort of Elvis like he goes through this huge journey uh, and like he meets the Beatles does drugs with them it's it's it, it basically, obviously, you know, Spinal Tap paid the way for it, but I think it does it in a more hilarious thing. I do think Spinal Tap is a better film. Mm. Um, it's hard to talk about comedies, right? I've noticed I, this in the past. It's hard to talk about this film. Like, what do we, <laughs> what do, we do? We just, like, quote? <laughs> no, it's film? funny you like, say that, yeah, because yeah, I go, oh, is this going to turn into a bro fest? Like, hey, you know, hey, remember that line? Because this, this was the water cooler conversation. Yeah. What about that part about the amp? Oh my God! This is a lot. Right. Two and eleven. You know. Yeah, it's you just know, so that, over overdone in the quote world. Um, see, Legend of Nineteen Hundred, I think, uh, also failed a little bit for me in that sense that they weren't real musicians playing the acting roles; they were actors playing musicians. Mm -hmm. um, not to harp on that note for too long, but that did take me out of part of it. You know, like it was. You know, they did a pretty good job of pretending mm -hmm. to be like Tim Roth, like. You know, for the most part, was hitting all the notes. You know, he was hitting random notes, sure, yeah. but but he was, you know, he's he he, you know, he evoked that energy. But it, it, if you're a director and you're making a, a film about music, what would you do? Do you hire musicians and try to act, uh, direct them to be an actor, or do you hire actors and try to direct them to be musicians, or do you look for someone who's both? Which is what Spinal Tap is. It's both. I do the uh, red violin, and we'll get into it. Okay. Mm. You do the red violin. He would just do the violin. Well, see, a red violin, you know, not to get too into that, but, you know, those boys were really playing. Everyone yeah, was really the, playing that the violin. Sex, uh, the sex he wasn't playing. man, the, he, he had players' arms playing for him on that concert. We'll get into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I got more, way more to say about that than this is Spinal Tap. Unfortunately, I know this is like a great film and I... I had a lot of friends even message me and say, dude, you guys are doing Spinal Tap. Like, I really? love that film. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I love it too. And I'm realizing like, it's one of those things you tell people, yeah, you got to go see it. But like, is it worth a huge, I don't know, like a critique a, of a it? A critique, right. It's like, it's like you're saying, the the film is so improv it's almost like a sin to critique it too hard. Well, that's why I have a script. Like, yeah. they riffed it and they fucking killed it. I'd like to point something out. These yeah. are great airplane movies. Yeah. yeah. Of like, you've got time. It's in front of you. It's not the best. Mm -hmm. but Takes you, know, you out of your own world. Takes you out of your own world. And then you're like, huh, I'm glad I watched that. Never watch it again. This is one of those moments that I've had on the show many times where like halfway through a conversation, I'm like, I ranked it too high. Or I ranked it too low. Yeah. You know, I, I think I might have ranked it too high. 8.4. 
I'm kind of high. It, it's but we got a 7. historically 9, though, yeah. like I see where you're coming from as well, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why it gets a seven point nine. Because I'm looking, you know, it's like you can look through the reviews, and some people are giving it ten stars, nine stars. And it's like, no, wait, wait, no, wait. <laughs> is it, it, are you doing <laughs> that because it's a classic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a great point because then it's oh, I feel I'm obliged to. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a very for me, it's a very good film. Uh, then you add a few decimals for its, you know, its effect on my life, its effect on culture. You know, it's definitely in the, you know, it's going to be in the funniest, you know, movies of all time. It'll be in that canon. Um, but no, you you raise a good point. Like, I don't think it's a nine or a ten or you know something. You know, maybe it's an, but it's definitely an eight for me. This is a, a yeah. very good film. And, and you know, the yeah. acting is good. Yeah, it's like really good acting. I mean, I know it's comedy, so we don't take comedy as like. We don't give it as much, you know, gravity as a dramatic piece, but you look at their performances and they seem like these people. They seem like oh, really yeah. mm-hmm. dumb and like they believe that they're dumb, like these actors believe it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that comes to the preparation that I, I saw in this interview that they talked about, which is that they spent most of their time in prep of shooting this thing, just figuring out who their characters were. They went all the way from when they were children. They wrote down what schools they went to, how long they knew each other, inside jokes they had together. So they had this entire backlog of history that gave them, and that inspired me because I'm currently prepping to work on a new script um, that is going to be improv in its execution. But how do you pull off improv? Because I know from stuff that I've done with you and Chris that, like you know for example the piece i did with you and brandon like editing that together was so difficult because we literally just you know actually that was was that scripted that was scripted but it was yeah but it um but it was improv in the sense of how we shot it right and so with improv it's hard to pull together a piece because when you get to the editing room you're just so overwhelmed with how to put it together because there's no no continuity anywhere Mm -hmm. and so so this is a method that you know for me i learned if I learned anything from watching this film, it's that, well, you could do the homework of just deciding the reality, um, the reality of these characters so that everyone's on the same page. So, yep. you, so there's a world we're all agreeing to. There's a, there's a firm world that we know is real. And so you can't go too off. You can't just say, oh, I went to Harvard. And then everyone's like, wait, but you didn't go to Harvard. You went to Yale. That's what we all decided, you know? So, um, girls, did you guys watch this? Zoo, you watched this, right? Cicely, did you watch Spinal Tap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you girls come come in come come in for a moment? I'm gonna exit the band to go pee. Yeah, right, he's gonna pee. I was gonna do that. Come take a seat somewhere, take just quickly. <laughs> Zoo. Yeah, Cicely, join Aaron over there. Yeah. Um, we got Zoo Azucena over here. Hey. Hi. And uh, Sicily's joining in just for a moment. Okay, just like off the top of your heads, like to- to- total truth. Yeah, we got it. Zoo, what did like? Was this movie funny at all? Yeah. Did you like it? It was funny. Yeah. I would do. Do I have to give it a ranking? Wait, what would you rank it? Yeah, that's oh, fun. I thought that's what we were doing. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Let's we'll um, see. Maybe in the sevens. In the sevens. Like, yeah. In the sevens. Yeah. Did you that's laugh good. at all, Cicely? Or were you, funny. Yeah, that's good. were you just like, what is this? Watch. Or yeah. did you laugh? Like a, I laughed at times. Yeah. By the way, hi, guys. Hey, <laughs> Cicely, sorry, you're a little bit cut off. Yeah, you're cut off. I know, it's <laughs> hard to... Scooch all the way in. Here? Yeah. Okay. Go. Yeah. Cool. Um, I laughed at times, definitely, especially the uh, the 
just a little symbolisms of them maybe um and this is not to put anybody down at all or anything but the for example the herpes on the lips or the <laughs> you know just the 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 little dumb um symbolisms behind it that um not to mock anybody but i thought it was really funny but i didn't think it was a masterpiece and i didn't think Certainly it not. was i yeah and i agree <laughs> with paul um with what you guys were saying about the camera and it not feeling like it's quite a documentary or a film you know so i definitely get that yeah oh, chris is dying in the background oh no um yeah, you know, uh, so you, so Zoo is a musician and, um, she's basically grew up in England, spent most of her time in England as a musician. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of English musicians, uh -huh. um, did you meet anyone that was kind of like these characters? I think that's a good, um, example of how they are. Really? All of them? Well, yeah, they, they, yeah. So not all just, of them. You just put down a whole not country of musicians. Them, but <laughs> similarly, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of like in that, like kind of like, like non. Well, yeah, you mean like the '90s, right? Like I'm thinking of yeah, Oasis, yeah. Blur, the 90s, exactly, right? Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah, probably yeah, yeah. saw the brothers yeah. behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. yeah that, you know, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I love the part where uh, Rob Reiner's like, oh, "So, like, uh, are, do you have any concern that like most of your fans are like boys?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, no. It's like." <laughs> You know, like, I think that, you know, you know, our, our pants is just so tight. It's, it's just a bit intimidating. I think that you're just a bit scared to come out, really, is all it always. Because we've got the fans. They're out there. But it's just, you know, they're a bit scared of, you know, we've, you know we're locked and loaded down there. You know, I totally murdered the, the quotes. Got, but like, the for huge, fake, right? like, uh, cucumber, like, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. too yeah. much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the, uh, the the metal detector scene as well. When yeah, she's like trying to. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. She seems so she's confused. Like, yeah, it's a foiled cucumber. Why is it foiled? So it doesn't spoil. Must just be like a like a like a test that they just try to get the cucumber through or something. Like, <laughs> just, it's cod piece. They all had cod pieces, right? Or, you know, maybe a couple of them didn't have cod pieces, but yeah, it's just too too funny. Too yeah. Very idiosyncratic. You're like, it was definitely a bro movie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it could be funnier, right? But it just probably was so fun to make. Um, on the 26th, Zuzu's new song comes out, Ticking Clocks, <laughs> on all platforms. Check out Azucena Ticking Clocks on March 26th. The new song's coming out. It's a banger. You guys are going to love it. That Cuban girl, check out Sicily's. Uh, YouTube page. She is one of the up and coming best vloggers and hosts out there. She's gonna be like a big time weather girl or something like, or like hosting a, a news channel or something big one day. I I, I promise it. So check out her page as well. Oh, and thank you guys for uh, popping in for a minute. Thank and you. Thank you so much. So happy to finally get some female energy on the yeah. show. 100%. As brief as it was. Believe me. <laughs> and, and and we're gonna get mocked to bring them on for this is Spinal Tap. Like uh, I know. If you want me, a different one. If yeah. you want me to talk about the red violin okay you have some stuff to say we'll, we'll bring you back on okay, for a little cool. bit for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right let's wrap this okay, one up thanks, um 7.9 for this is spinal tap and uh chris, chris. <laughs>